Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the IACast. My name is Michael Doeys, and I'm here with Aaliyah Dudley. Hello. It is episode 101. Yes, it is. Scott Van Gorp. Hello. And Jason Earls. Hey, everyone. All right. So we had a lot of fun with episode 100, didn't we, guys? Fun, 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 fun. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, it, it... <laughs> It was so much fun, but no, it it was just it was just a lot of fun to you know reflect on where we've where we came from and, and well where you gonna be where I accessibility too. came from I guess because I was not part of the first couple of shows there but I wasn't apart from like the first fifteen of them or so. Hey, I but wasn't apart was for the first thirty seven. Let's oh, I keep forgetting that because it feels like you've just it just it just like feels like you've been you know on the on the show for since like the beginning since i was and i keep forgetting there was a time when you weren't here so yeah i i think it was a very good show and and if you haven't listened to it go back and and check it out because we had so much fun and i think that everybody will enjoy listening to that i can't wait to listen to it again and i was on the episode well, I got to say, one of the things I'm looking forward to, though, is the fact that, you know, you guys are going to hear us. I mean, those of you who listen to the stream hear everything, but for those of you who just listen to the podcast, you know, you're going to hear us be a little more laid back, if you will. I, I guess that's a good way to describe it. Yes. Um, which which is kind of cool. So Jason's always serious. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Siri is always serious about Windows 10. We know this. Yes. That was a great episode. But, uh, you know, other than the fact that Apple came out with new devices that we already talked about this week, there's not a lot of news. <laughs> I mean, I intend to go get a new iPad. I know... That's not news. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they they had some cool announcements, but it's not really anything new. Michael's getting new tech. I that's mean... just not... That's not news. That's old news. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I know OnePlus T, or whatever they're called, came out with a new Android phone, but I don't know much about it. There's always the new OnePlus Android phones 6. coming out. Yeah. No offense to Android yeah. users, but... Just, exactly. Yeah, I mean, their the constant need to... There's always uh, new iPhones coming out every year. Well, yeah, but not nearly as often as there are more skinned and broken and weird Android thingies. Well, it would be... Okay, it would be news if... Android manufacturers properly implemented Project Treble and actually gave everybody timely updates. It would also be news if you would stop plosiving. <laughs> <laughs> or if you actually this pop filter. Or if you told people what that project is. Right? <laughs> so Project Trouble is a I'm he trying to figure out a good plot... way to it's it's kind of a way He didn't what? say Project Trouble. <laughs> Even no, though said, that's his said... middle name, but yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, Project Treble is, as I understand it, it's a way for manufacturers to update their own skins on top of Android in a much more efficient way. And I guess the the underlying framework of Android, like the the kernel and everything, can get updated from Google. Is that right, Michael? Yes. So it's supposed to allow for much quicker Android updates for users. Not that Samsung's ever going to take advantage of that, let's be real. Well, the right? reason hey. the reason is is that a lot of the Android developers put so much onto Android that it becomes almost their own OS. 
they just have to put the name Android to use the Google Play services and other things like that. But basically, you know, like for the watch for Samsung, they have the uh, what's it called? The uh, their operating system, Tizen, which is a derivative yeah. of Android, but it's so changed that it's almost its own thing. They should call it NOS and the N should stand for not very accessible. <laughs> but, you know, we we really don't have a lot of news this week, so we're just going to move right on past that to talk about some of our services. You know, we have a lot of great services, and one we haven't training, talked about. Training, training, training. We just did training. I'm aware, but I can still bounce up and down like a little child and go, <laughs> we need more students! We do. But I wanted Aaliyah to talk to you guys. Down like a child. <laughs> what I wanted to talk to you guys about was our Team Talk servers. We haven't talked about that in a while. We have Team Talk server hosting for three dollars a month. For three dollars a month, you get your own Team Talk server and with the best quality out there. So less than a Starbucks. Yes, less than a coffee. So head oh my to God, that's true. <laughs> head to iaccessibility.net and look for Team Talk servers and sign up today. Your today, server now, will be right up. Now. Your server will be up today, or at the time that you listen to this recording, that same day. Yeah, we so. we can't time travel. Sorry. Right. So we will have uh, our Team Talk servers up within a day, and we guarantee that your server will be up all the time. We'll help you set it up, and you will be able to run your own Team Talk server. We have several. And we're always looking to add more. So Allow me to do the fast-talking fine print. We guarantee that it will be be up most of the time, except for uh, certain unplanned for downtimes, which include upgrading servers and restarting them. And more faster fine print. Please be aware that iAccessibility is not sponsored by Starbucks or any of its affiliates, and you will, you will not receive a Starbucks copy at the setting up of your TikTok <laughs> server, and I can't do it! <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, guys, what we're saying is sign up for a TeamTalk server, you get great support. You know, if we do have to do a restart, it takes approximately half a second, and you'll be back online. Lies! Like, 15 seconds max, but yes. You know, the restart itself takes half a second. Okay, but... But, but it good. depends on how long your server takes to restart. Or your client, I should say, takes to restart, so... Which is the nature of how those think- reconnect things happen. They take a so, min, um, so many seconds before they try again. I've seen it happen within one second, though. Yeah, I know that, like, is there, I, I know that, like, if you lose internet connection or whatever, it takes Team Talk, like, the client, like, what, a minute or two before it reestablishes connection? Something like that. Well, a lot so, of yeah, that I is because, a, you can... a lot of that is because when you lose internet connection, it's still trying to keep the connection. It's still trying to, it's what's called a timeout. So this is not a timeout. I thought it was Team a Team Talk life. wasn't bad. It's not going in the corner. It's not timeout. No. <laughs> so that's how that works. And um, so let's go ahead and go on to our main topic for today. Which is laptop buying 101. Get it? Yeah. Get it. Because it's, you know, episode 101. Oh, wow. That's what we're <laughs> going to call this. Great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Love it. 101, laptop buying 101. (laughs) Wow, that's great. We're totally going with that as the name of this episode. So, yes, we're talking about how to pick pick the best laptop for 
you. Slash computer. I guess Slash it computer. should be computer buying 101. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But still. So there are so many different brands of computers out there. So let's start off with uh, talking about what computers we currently have. So Aaliyah, what laptops do you use? Well, mainly I use my MacBook Pro mid-2015, uh, and I uh, I love it. However, I need Windows, so I have a Lenovo something. I, I don't know. It's it's a workhorse. It's, it's a powerhouse. It really does a lot of things. Um, it's a very, very good Windows machine. Uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know exactly what model it is um but yes it's it's a good computer i have in the past used dell latitudes as well okay jason how about you what is your computers of choice my computer of choice would be my mac my computers that i use <laughs> i have actually i technically have three i have a macbook pro late 2014 it's one of the retina ones of course and i have a dell inspiron i believe it was manufactured in about 2013 or so i don't remember i don't know what its exact model number is but it's a 17 inch plastic gigantic laptop um and i also have a gateway that i don't use because it's 11 years old and it basically serves as a laptop case weight it makes sure that case stays where i put it um so that's basically the uh computers that i have right now and scott how about you i'm currently on a dell latitude series i can't remember which model it is got it in 2014 um that's what i'm using for my personal computer i've got an older one that was in inspiron that I'm going to recycle. Uh, but yeah, my primary computer for personal use is this, this latitude looking to upgrade. So this is a good show for me. Okay. And my laptops that I have are, I have a MacBook pro that I use for development and I have a, uh, surface book two that I use for gaming and development. And I find that I do a, a bit more of my writing on the, the surface book. And I'll get to that in a bit. But let's go back around. And I'm curious what computer you use uh, for what and what is your preference? Why do you prefer that machine? So, Aaliyah, what, which one is your preference? Why and what do you use it for? I would love to be using my Mac 24-7. I love the keyboard. This is the older um, MacBook Pro keyboard, the last Mac manufactured with the good keyboard. In fact, pre-touch bar, it is very comfortable to type on, very portable, very nice machine. I would prefer to do everything on it. However, I had boot camp problems, and as such, I needed a Windows machine for coding, um, especially Visual Studio is much more accessible on Windows than on the Mac, and so... I needed a Windows machine also for certain websites and more and more every day, certain websites that are not as accessible on the Mac as they are on Windows. So 
With that being said, um, the Lenovo keyboards are some of the more comfortable Windows keyboards that I've experienced. And I think that I could type for and have typed for a while on those keyboards very, very comfortably. But um, I, I just, I love my Mac. And I will be very sad when one day I can't use this thing anymore. Jason, how about you? Well, I mostly use my Mac for essentially everything, uh, whether it's post-producing the podcast, whether it's, you know, editing the podcast, whether it's checking email, surfing the web, um, basically just everything. Uh, I do, though, use my PC if I am playing games and that's just about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I forgot to mention my gaming habits. Mostly PC. Yeah, and, and, and that's basically it for the PC. I mean, I I I do sometimes, you know, hang out on, on Team Talk and stuff on both platforms. I just reinstalled Team Talk on my PC. But um, as far as, like, writing and typing on them, I could probably write and type comfortably on both machines if some of the keys on my PC's keyboard weren't starting to get detached. The keycaps are starting to come off. <laughs> so I have to be a little careful when I type on the PC, but if that weren't the case, I could probably type quite well on both. I mean, the PC is a 17-inch uh, laptop, so it's got pretty much a full-size keyboard. I mean, it doesn't have a, a six-pack, obviously, but it does have like a number pad on it. Um, I think so the only key it doesn't really have... What you're saying, is Jason, is that key. keyboard's not very sexy. It needs to work out. Yeah, basically. Because it doesn't have a six. Pack. It's not nearly as nice as my. <laughs> I didn't get that. Wow. Oh my gosh! And I can't believe that 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 took me a minute. That took me a minute. Oh my gosh! And that just got recorded too. Yeah, it it's did. it's public. That took me a minute, y'all. Oh my gosh! My Max keyboard needs to work out too. Then. Yes, but and so Max yours, never did have six packs. So... They're just slim and sleek and pretty. All my keyboards are wimpy <laughs> because are. none of none of my laptop keyboards have six packs. But go ahead and finish up, Jason. I thought I thought the Mac desktops had them. I don't I don't know like the, the desktops, but, they, but yeah, the desktops, yes. But yeah, um, I could type comfortably on both, but I do prefer typing on my Mac, and it's not just because my keyboard's not broken on my Mac. It's I just there's there's just something about the keys. I don't know if it's just. I'm used to it, or if it's just the fact that they require a little bit less pressure from your fingers when you're typing to push down, or if it's just the sound of the keyboard, but I do kind of prefer typing a little bit on my Mac over the PC. Okay, Scott? Not much more that I can really say here, because I'm in Windows full-time. Um, if I had to choose between typing on my personal laptop versus my work one... I like the personal one that I have here much, much better. Uh, I just like the like the feel of the keys. The travel's great on this keyboard. And, uh, well, since you already went there, it does have a six-pack. At least you get paid to type on your work one, though. I actually use a USB keyboard with that machine. I just find that that works better. You know, Cheater. You know <laughs> when uh, I had my computer I called the Beast... It had a, a number pad. I don't think it quite had a six pack, but it did have a number pad. But, you know, for me, 
I love my Macintosh computers. Don't get me wrong. For media, they are supreme. They are wonderful. For image editing, for doing you know certain things, they're great. And the keyboards on the older Macs are great. For Linux-based stuff, they're great because that's how they're built. And Windows is really catching up there. But uh, honestly, I think my favorite computer right now is probably my Surface because of the gaming capabilities, the Office, and the fact that there are actual keyboard shortcuts while not using a screen reader. Much of the Mac uh, keyboard shortcuts are reliant on voiceover being on. So getting to the menu bar, doing crucial things like that do not work. Uh... Without that's not true. There are keyboard shortcuts to get to the menu bar without voiceover. What are they? Um, I think it's I think Control F three takes you to the dock. F eleven takes you to the desktop, I believe. Uh control F eight, I believe, will take you to the status bars. And I want to say the menu bar is control F two, I think. We got a we got a Mac right now. Hang on. I gotta see this. <laughs> <laughs> Michael may be just getting proved wrong on our show. Somebody told me there was no. You heard it here first, folks. So I just did some checking, and yeah, Jason is right. Um, those keystrokes do work, but I don't like that you have non-voiceover keystrokes and voiceover keystrokes. Yeah, that's dumb. To do the same thing, and plus, like to get that menu bar to come up, it's three keys: control, function, and F2. I mean, <laughs> you could reverse it, but... Three keys with voiceover on two. Yeah. And that's just far too many... It's a unified experience, y'all. That's far <laughs> too many to do basic <laughs> keyboard commands. And then what if you yeah. do have somebody that does not have the ability to do easy keyboard commands? Or Yeah, difficult? I mean, I know they have... I know they have, like... Um, uh, what is it called? Where you can... <sighs> I know they have like different motor control accessibility features and things, but I mean, I don't, I don't understand why the keyboard shortcuts are what they are, and I wish the Mac had accelerator keys. Yes, agreed. And not all dialogues you you can't always just press escape or enter to clear or you know confirm that dialogue. So I like Windows for the simplicity of productivity for office uh, documents and things like that. I haven't found some programs that I like, and I can't do iMessage in Windows, so that's kind of a bummer. But uh, I really yeah, like right? the Windows experience. So It'd be great if you could iMessage in Windows, though. That would be amazing. So let's talk about what we look for in a computer. So, Jason, if you were to buy a new computer tomorrow, what are the things that you would look for, whether it's a PC or a Mac? doesn't really matter. What are the attributes of that computer that would get you to buy it on the spot? Okay. Um, without financial concerns? What you need, not necessarily what you want. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> Well, I mean, I do find I prefer aluminum cases, so that would definitely be one of the things that I would look for if I were buying a, a, a I would I would say a Mac or a PC, but since Mac portables are generally aluminum anyway, um, but uh, that's more of a preference thing. I know there are laptops that are affordable that are aluminum, surprisingly, amazingly, 
awesomely. But, you know, as far as specs... Hang on, hang I, on. I, Before you I go would... any further, I just have to point something out. You can tell that Jason Earls is totally an Apple fanboy by the fact that the first thing he mentions when he's talking about <laughs> a computer aluminum. that he wants is the aluminum. I, the, like, what, the only thing that would have made it worse would have been for him to say, well, I just got to look for an aluminum computer. You know, I really need a, a forward-thinking Windows PC, which is aluminium, because aluminium is more durable than plastic. <laughs> <laughs> but Welcome to the but, new IACast, yeah, like, folks. I, yeah. <laughs> we told you, you guys. We told you. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I just... I saw... In HP, it was aluminum, and it was under $1,000, and I was like, so much, yes. I just like it. I'm sorry. Okay, Jason, go get personal with the laptop on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that what HP means? Hyper-personal? Whoa. Wow. So what's wow. best? Wow. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to the topic at hand, um, as far as specs are concerned... I tend to try and get the fastest CPUs I can. Uh, used to be it was a case of dual core versus single core. I remember back when you could still buy single core laptops. Um, yeah, I know. But uh, preferably I would want something that's got at least a dual core. I would prefer a quad core or a, a what hexacore, eight octacore CPU. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. But uh, quad core we'll go with. At least 8 gigs of RAM. I do not want anything lower than 8 gigs of RAM. I would prefer 16 or above. I don't really care too much about graphics because I can't see them anyway. Um, and I would prefer something that's a little smaller, something that's maybe 13 inches or so. But I would be, I, I could get like, I, I would be happy with like 15. 17 is a little bit big for me. But um, definitely it's got to have more than just, like, one port on it. <laughs> um, Wi-Fi, AC. Um, I don't know that I care as much about Bluetooth, but most laptops have that nowadays anyway, so it's fine. And I feel like... Oh, I would also prefer solid state over a platter-based drive. That is my max fault. But if it's a platter drive, preferably something that's like 7,200 RPMs, I'd say maybe 250 gigs at the minimum of my my storage uh, size requirements. I think they've basically covered everything that I can think of. So my question is, for those specs, what what are your why do you need those specs in a computer? What when you go out and look for a computer, what are you looking for it to be able to do? Well, as far as the RAM is concerned, I mean, that really helps out when you're doing apps like, um, you know, music-related apps, things with multi-track uh, recording. Um, I'm kind of, I think what I'm doing is I'm, a, I'm kind of fusing a little bit what I want for my, what I want for a Mac and what I would want for a PC in my head <laughs> because I just, I use my Mac so much more. But, you know, definitely you need, you, the more RAM is better when you're doing tasks like that and as far as the drive storage requirements i just 
there are just some things that I have. I, I'm kind of a little bit of a file hoarder to a degree. I'm getting better at it, but I just I don't like the idea of deleting something because in the past I thought, I don't need this anymore, deleted it, and then I ended up needing it. So, and I know there are other ways to get around the drive issue. I mean, you could get network drives, you could just get one of those like portable hard drives, but it's nice to have it all internal on the machine. Okay. Oh, and I also think if I could swing it, I would want a touchscreen if I'm getting a PC. You know, that I'll go into mine later, but yeah, that's a big one for me. So, Aaliyah, what what about you? I have a lot of similar needs as Jason, but I'm concerned with coding, so my RAM needs to be fairly high, and I need a lot of space. So I want at least probably a 512 giga, gigabyte uh, SSD, at least. And... I I want something comfortable. I want something relatively thin and light. I, I'm spoiled by my MacBook Pro. It's very light and very usable. Uh, and I want whatever size will give me the internal specs that I need. So, like, I would love to have a Surface Book, but I would need the 15-inch in order to have the processor that I want in the space. And that's fine because the Surface Book is fairly light and would fit well in my bag because I want to be able to travel with it and move with it. It doesn't need to be a desktop with a lid. And I just I want I want portability. Okay. Scott, what about you? I think I would echo a lot of what's already been said. Um when Doing audio editing projects, things like that. I would want 16 gigs of RAM on my machine because, well, JAWS is a RAM hog anyway. Um, space, at least 250 gigs. SSD, I am spoiled by my work laptop. It has an SSD. I want one. Uh, light and thin, definitely something that I would want. Um Jason's right. I'd want at least one port. You know, if I can get two, three, that's fine. Uh, yeah, just something similar to what I have, only newer and, you know, upgraded processor specs, memory specs, that sort of thing. And so Windows 10. I'm currently on 7 right now, but need to go up to 10. I neglected to mention that for me... A standard USB port, as opposed to USB-C, um, is pretty much a necessity. I don't want to be carrying around dongles. And I need to have at least one port to be able to hook a thumb drive up or an external hard drive. I just can't. I have too much storage externally to not have that. Agreed. And in my case, I would want at least two USB-A ports because... Um, if I end up doing on the Windows side anything music related, uh, apparently Windows and MIDI over Bluetooth is not really a thing that Windows wants to do on its own without throwing up a big fuss. I don't know what I'd do without a USB-A port either. I'm I'm with Aaliyah on that all the way. You know, as far as the USB-C or A goes. 
I now have several converter dongles because I've gotten them with phones that it's not that big of a thing for me, but it's still, I mean, USB, I do like the USB-C because it is much faster than A or can be. So I think that the standard, once it gets more mature, it will be great. Uh, all of my computers still have USB-A, but, you know, I'm going to upgrade a Mac in a year or so. So when I do that, I'm going to have to get adjusted to the C ports. Macs have C port, USB-C ports, and Windows has C drives. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I I agree with all of you guys what y'all have said. And for me, I do coding and gaming, so I need to be able to have a computer that can do both. So I look for good good graphics. I look for good RAM. I look for a good processor and good sound. You know, I don't think y'all mentioned that, but how good, could we overlook weird, because that? I should have right? That's important. <laughs> so especially me, I should have. I'm picky. So what you're saying I think we is all are. what you're saying is the speaker shouldn't sound like this, and they certainly shouldn't sound like this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is nice and trebly and everything, but really, there's like no bass to speak of. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> man, it's awesome to have mixers on this podcast to do stuff like stuff like that on the fly, isn't it, guys? Right. Right. It's wonderful. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> you know, good sound is important to me. Stop. <laughs> it's also fun to make Michael do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but. That was funny, though. You know, <laughs> I didn't plan that at all. No, I actually really didn't. Um, but it just kind of went, so I went with it. So You made him blue screen, Leah. <laughs> the thing is that you have to realize what's best for you. You know, if you're just going to use a computer for email, you know, a MacBook, just the MacBook or a... Uh, Surface Pro or the Surface would be good for that. If you're or using a Surface Go, yeah, a so Surface Go, which is new, and um, other devices like that are wonderful. You know, there are Chromebooks, there's cheaper Dell computers that you can get for that purpose. Okay, so let's go into the the meat of this, and that is um, when you go out to the store. What so let's say that tomorrow all of our laptops get fried. So Ouch. we have to go to the store and get new machines. What do you go with and why? So Jason, let's start with you. Given my current situation, regrettably, if all of my machines were to die, I would not be able to get a Mac. Not a new Mac. And so I would probably end up getting a PC and hate myself for it constantly. I'm with you, Jason, so we're going to have to join the hate party. I, I couldn't buy a new Mac. I would probably end up buying a Windows laptop and saving up enough money to buy a Mac desktop. Because although, yes, a Mac is a huge part of my needs for what I do right now, the comfort of the keyboard, along with the ports and 
the bugginess of voiceover right now would strongly discourage me from buying a new Mac. And it, it hurts. Mine's it hurts mostly financial because... Well, that too. That I Apple mean, tax is a lot to... I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I was just thinking financially, I would <laughs> not be able to replace my Mac, unfortunately. Well, if I had to go buy but, a new computer tomorrow, I would be begging <laughs> on the streets for money because I don't have enough to even come close. So, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but taking financial aside, would you go and get a new Mac tomorrow, Jason? So, I mean... It would. I would probably still buy my Mac, a Mac because there are just things that Mac OS makes a lot easier than than in Windows. Like, you know, setting up. And maybe it's just my inexperience with Windows, but I find dealing with like software instruments, as far as the built-in ones anyway, and GarageBand and things, are a lot easier to deal with than they are in Windows. Um, and uh, you know, I find that I. Honestly, part of it too, and this is going to sound really dumb, I guess, is Alex. Because I like, I like, I, I, I feel like I can pay attention more to Alex than reading a long passage of information than I can something like Eloquence. I mean, that being said, I do have uh, at my disposal the vocalizer voices now. So, I mean, maybe that's an option. I'm, I may experiment with those and see what I think, but I mean... And I, I know that the Mac experience is not perfect. I use a Mac. <laughs> so so I know it's not perfect. But as it stands right now, it there's not enough for me to just want to completely just ditch my Mac. It's it's I'm not there yet. Okay. Aaliyah, how about you? I think I've already answered this and that would be no. Um I couldn't in good conscience, purchase a new Mac over Windows if both my computers just died. Because with what I need right now, Windows, I need more. Would I want a Mac? Absolutely. I love email on the Mac. I love uh, writing basic documents and web browsing to some extent. Um, I love just the Mac experience, but my priority would be replace the Windows machine because it's what gives me the greater access to what I need. Okay. So Scott, if your computer fried today, your personal machine that you use at home, not necessarily your work, but your personal computer, if it fried, what would you do if you went out to buy a new one tomorrow? What would you get and why? It would probably be another Dell laptop because it's what I know. It's what I've had for a number of iterations now. Um, I would certainly look at, at other models, but given that I'm not in the Mac sphere, um, it would probably still be a Dell. So would you look at other brands of PC like the Surface or the, you know, Lenovo or other, uh, brands? And I'm curious why you would or would not. I absolutely would because of some of the things that we've already talked about and some of the specs that we've already mentioned, just to see what's out there and figure out what's ultimately going to be the best Windows machine for what I do. Okay, for me, here here's how it would have to happen. If both of my computers fried, my Surface and my Mac, which I bought the Surface recently, so it'd be still under like that warranty. But if my Mac died tomorrow, 
and my Surface, if I had to pick one to replace, it would be the Mac. And the reason is, is I do a lot of iOS development, and it would be a laptop since I need to be mobile. I love my Windows PCs. I love them a lot. But I can't do regular development on them. I would need a Mac or some way to get to a Mac VM. Which you can do in Windows, by the way. You can run a version of Mac OS in a VM. And you won't get voiceover. Just... How yeah, do you know? I tried that and all I could get is... V- and then voiceover off was the only thing that it would speak clearly. That's interesting. But it, it how long has it been for both of y'all? For me, that was... Oh, mine was like a couple years ago. I think it was like two, three. Actually, no. Now it'd probably be about four years ago. Three or four years ago. It might be something worth looking into. I might try it at some point. But I would have to get the Mac. And uh, I would have to save up again for a Surface or some other line. The reason why, whenever I buy a PC, I look for what's called the signature line from Microsoft. That way I get a genuine Microsoft experience. It's kind of like stock Android. And I like, if I'm going to use Windows, I like not having a lot of additional software that uh, companies put on PCs. So I really like the Surface line, even though it's more expensive. And Asus does signature machines and other brands do as well. So those are some things I look into. I completely forgot about the signature line, uh, the signature editions of machines. I'm glad you mentioned that because if I had to, like, if it were just my PC I was replacing, then I would definitely like look into signature machines um you know things like the surface if i could if i could do that or uh you know whatever other signature machines exist just because i i don't like dealing with all the bloatware so that that's my thoughts and when i go to get a computer i need something that's going to last that's why i get surface that's why i get apple because i know the dell machines are good but they, you know, I've worked with them in uh, where I've my workplaces for the last nine years, and they've held up. They're fairly good machines, but I just don't feel connected to those machines. They're not as personable. Because my Dell croaked in three years. They're meant to be hardware, you know, cheaper hardware for uh, enterprise use, and I just, for personal use, I don't see them to, to be the most effective for entertainment or for. You know, those things. So that's why I Your usually... Speakers are awful. Some of them. So that's why I typically stay away from the Dell. I've heard the XPS line and, of course, Alienware are amazing. But I typically steer, steer clear of the, the Dells. I steer clear of Toshiba. If there's one brand, I'm sorry, I cannot go with Toshiba. I have seen two Toshiba machines. Both of them... In in everyday use, and used two of them, and I've seen others, but these are the two that I had the most experience with, that their audio was atrocious. Very quiet, full of highs. I heard it. Kind of bad. I heard a Tachima machine that actually had really, really nice audio. It was a little bit on the, uh, it wasn't like you know, deep bass because, well, laptop speakers, but it was, it was, it was kind of like the higher end, but it was a little, it was a little low end mid range heavy, if that makes sense. Um, but it actually had decent volume. It was, it was, it was, it was pretty decent. 
And the laptop itself, I mean, for its time, it was pretty fast. And I don't know of any real hardware issues that the person who owned the machine had with it. Uh, I don't remember them having anything. I also like the fact that it actually had a real, I mean, I think it was digital, but it actually had an actual volume knob on the machine that you could adjust your volume with, which was oh, really interesting. Because I I know I'd never seen that before. Um, I've seen one like Toshiba, that, and it was a Toshiba, and it was... Ugh. And they they ended up having, they they used to make their own text-to-speech. I don't know if they still make it, but they at one time had their own text-to-speech engine, which was kind of gross. I've but, I've seen a Toshiba, um, I think it was Toshiba, that actually had uh, Harman Kardon speakers in it. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some of the PCs even have Bang and Olsen's, or Ulf's, I'm not sure if it's Olsen or Ulf's, and I've never actually seen it so, written, but... The, the PC lines that I used to purchase back uh, was usually Sony, the Sony Vio line. Ah, uh, yeah. And the... Mm-hmm the Toshiba satellites and occasionally HP. I had an HP back in the year 2000, 2000. That was a windows. Uh, I don't remember what windows. I think it wasn't even XP yet. And it had, I'm not kidding, a CD player. So you could close the lid and blast music out the laptop speakers from a CD. You could put in the drive, even while the laptop was off. It was so awesome. Mine, wow. you couldn't do that, but I've I've seen them. My first laptops were HP. Well, one of them was a Compaq, and then the other one was a... I, they, they they both may have been Compaq, actually. But, I mean, I think Compaq is basically HP. It is. They purchased Compaq. But... Uh, yep, they did. Yeah. But I would stay your clear of of uh, of Acer. I've not did heard... Did you really just hillbilly eyes of... that? Stay your clear? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to tell wow. me. Wow. I, so, I, I may have. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Acer, I've seen two machines uh, cr- blue screen and not come back after that. Uh, one, they both were purchased within a month of each other, and they both blue screened within a month of each other. Ah. So that Ooh. was not – they were netbooks, but – I just tip. I've heard of other issues, so I typically stay clear. I also love the brand Asus, and they actually are not. I mean, they they are known for their laptops now, but where they got their start was hardware. They used to have the best motherboards, and they were the first to provide accessible motherboards. So you could plug, hmm. you could build a computer with these, plug in speakers to the motherboard, and it would say, "Memory test failed." It would say, "Oh, that's cool. power on self-test uh, complete, booting operating system." It would say, "Processor, you know, processor error." So, hmm. I loved their motherboards, and that's why I started. I whenever I started using, you know, building PCs, that's all I would use. You know, it's interesting because ASUS. It's not ASUS, guys. It's ASUS. Um, <laughs> I I remember like when there were a lot of reviewers and stuff in in different sites basically saying they don't make great hardware and it's it's really interesting to see their transition to making great hardware and I mean like laptops and 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 the quality of them I'm not like referring to motherboards but it's really interesting to see that transition from them. 
Well, and even in the netbook days, they made the best, uh, I argue, the best netbook ever. It was the Asus uh, 1000HE, and it was a beast of a netbook. It could support several sticks of RAM. You could change out the hard drive easily. It was awesome. I had an EE PC or whatever, an Asus EE mm-hmm. or whatever it was called. It was awful. Well, that's the same line as this, but the 1000HE in that line was the best. So these are some considerations that you can look at when you go out to buy PCs. Not necessarily the ones we just were talking about because they don't make many of those anymore. But, you know, the the surfaces, the Asus Republic of Gamers, the, you know, the MacBooks, the MacBook Pros, the, you know, Lenovo's, all of these things. You know, the ThinkPad is IBM. It's been around for a long time. They're very good brands. So figure out what works best for you and what style you like, whether it be aluminum or not, Jason, and um, determine what is best for you. Um, I I like having the ability... The reason why I own a Surface is because... I can take the tablet part off and use the tablet, or I could use it as a laptop. I wouldn't want a Surface laptop because it doesn't have that capability, but people like that, uh, that it can't be removed, and it's just basically a laptop. Uh, So it all depends on what your preference is. So go out to Best Buy, go to Microsoft Store, go to Apple, look at everything, talk to the staff, determine what you like, and play with the stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, t- I tell people this all the time, and I don't know if you guys agree. Amazon and places like it are great, but there's just something about getting out there and touching the actual product and deciding this is my style. I want this. Whether you're, ha- you're sighted or totally blind, there's something with getting out there and seeing a product in person and determining I need this. I want this. This would be good for me for what I'm doing because I, I the, the keyboard works for me. Never assume just from a picture that the keyboard and mouse are going to work for you. Always go and check it out. That's important. And it's very important that we keep having stores like Fry's, Best Buy, um, Apple, Microsoft, all these places around so that we can get out there and check out what our next tech purchase will be. So anybody have any final comments before we wrap up today? So, yeah, I would basically agree with everything that you've said, Michael. I mean, you know, I got my uncle a laptop uh, through Amazon or Newegg or someplace, but it would have been nice to be able to get my hands on the machine just to see it, even though it wasn't for me. And I guess I want to finish by saying that, you know, if you guys, if, if you do go to a computer store, especially a store that like, you know, goes when it, a, a store that, that, that likes to pressure you into making a decision don't let yourself be pressured ask questions you know just don't don't i guess what i'm saying is don't just be like well the salesperson said this is the best thing for me so obviously they must know what they're talking about and i'm not saying don't listen to them either just realize that you have a part to play in the decision making process for what you spend your money on Jason's exactly right. You, as the consumer, are in the driver's seat, not the salesperson. 
Right. And always get what you want. Get what is going to work best for you. If you need to save a little bit more money, do so. Get what works best because you don't want to get a computer and not use it. So, for example, you're a lot of folks out there are very picky about what cars you they purchase for their style, for their driving habits, for the paint job, for all these different reasons. Be like that for your computers. If you're going to buy a new computer, treat it as if you're buying a new car. Hey, people buy their cars for the body structure, carbon fiber over aluminum, so I'm allowed to buy my computers that way. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> all right. With all that being said, Scott, what is your pick this week and where can people find you online? My pick this week is the Expedia app. I've had a chance to play in that for a couple of days now, looking at getting some tickets in December for a trip. And uh, I have really found that to be a great app. Expedia has made some good accessibility improvements. There are still some things that are a little bit wonky with voiceover, but it's not bad. So I've I've had a lot of great success with it and probably going to end up purchasing some tickets either tonight or tomorrow. So looking forward to seeing how the process works start to finish. But as far as the actual search in the app, it's been it's been a good experience. As for where people can find me, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can send me an email at scott at iAccessibility.net. You can also find me on Twitter at Scott Van Gorp. And you can search for me on Facebook. Just search for Scott Heidi Van Gorp. All right, Jason, how about you? So my pick for this week is actually a podcast. It's a really, really, really awesome podcast. It's really well done. It's just, it's amazing. It's called 20,000 Hertz by DeFacto Sound, Dallas Taylor. And um, they, they, they talk about the stories behind the, com- the, you know, the, the common everyday sounds. Um, they, they talk about things like, um, I think they're, the last couple of episodes, one of them was about audio dramas and the history behind audio dramas. One of them was about the theremin, which is a really interesting instrument. Um, they, they talked about that. And I like that they, they, they put samples of what they're referring to in with the dialogue when they're explaining stuff. And it's, it's really, really cool, really informative, really makes you think. And it's just all around a good show. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it all over the place. Um, you can even uh, go to, I think it's 20k.org, and you can find all kinds of information about them. So if you guys like audio, definitely check out their show. As far as where people can find me, you can find me creating outtakes <laughs> or producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at jason at iAccessibility.net. You can search for me on Facebook, just search for Jason Earls, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JDE, that's Juliet Delta Echo 91. All right, Aliyah, what do you have this week? This week is a game that I'm trying to finish in order that I can do a game cast of it called Crime Hunter. It is an older game, but it just received an update to squash some bugs, polish some things, and add a new level. So I'm going to pick it. It is a side-scroller that essentially, it's it's a 
It's a kind of a hack and slash. I mean, let's be honest here. You're trying to kill everything in sight and um, and make it through to the next level. So there are some moments that aren't, but yeah. It's definitely good for the um, occasional high-stress day. It is free, it is for Windows, and you'll be seeing a game cast of it shortly. Provided I can get past a certain level. I've done it before. I just... Grr. Anyway, you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. You can email me at Aaliyah, that's A-L-E-E-H-A, at iAccessibility.net, and you can follow me on Twitter at BlindCowGirl199. Alright, so my pick this week is a game for the Nintendo Switch, and that is Diablo 3. That just came out. I'm really excited about that. I play that on other systems, and I'm glad it is out for the Switch. Now I can play um, this game on the Switch on the go. It's really awesome. Basically, uh, it's a game that was started in the 1990s by Blizzard Entertainment. It is a role-playing game where you play a character saving the world from hordes and hordes of enemies and you get levels up you get new skills you can play with friends and you can get completely overpowered or op as they call it uh gear that just adds insane stats to your to your character basically the crazy thing is in a lot of their games if you took all the gear off your character, even at le- the highest level, you would be killed in one hit, which is crazy. <laughs> so it's a very gear-based game. So you're trying to get new, nice-looking gear and how uh, help it uh, use it to increase your stats. So awesome game. Diablo 3 for the Nintendo Switch just came out. So very excited about that. So you can find me producing content for iAccessibility. I am able to be found online. Just search for Mike Doeys on Twitter. I'm Michael Doeys on Facebook. You can email me at Mike Doeys. That's M-I-K-E-D-O-I-S-E at iAccessibility.net. You can find me all over the web and at my website at michaeldoeys.com. All right. If you want to find iAccessibility, you can at iAccessibility.net. We are iAccessibility1 on Twitter. We can be found on Facebook. Just search for iAccessibility, and we're all over the web. You can find us on Tumblr, YouTube, and other places. We have a Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash iAccessibility, where you can submit topics, and they'll be voted on. And you can also create an account at our website to do that as well. So uh, head there, check that out. You can send us an email at feedback at iAccessibility.net, and also you can download our awesome ios app known as iaccessibility and we want to thank the people that have submitted feedback yes we do we've gotten some great show ideas and some great topics to talk about so thank you guys for submitting feedback on our website you can find our whatsapp group if you want to join the iaccessibility community where we talk about tech and come up with ideas for the show we encourage anybody that is interested to hop up on the website Go find the WhatsApp link and join. We also have a Patreon for uh, you guys to listen to all of our outtakes. So patreon.com slash IACast and all of these things can be found on our website. We also will be having an IACast app coming out pretty soon where you can go and 
listen to all this content and get our our premium content as well. So it'll be out first on Android and coming to iOS second. So we got some great stuff along, you know, on the way and incoming. So stay tuned for that. And we will be back next week for an all new episode of the IA cast. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Bye guys. Bye everyone. Copyright 2018, iAccessibility, LLC.